Hey guys, it's Tish. Welcome to Women Crush Wednesday, the official platform for us female business owners and entrepreneurs. A space for us to share our stories on how we're breaking generational curses and creating a new norm for our families. Each woman's story is unique and we can all learn and grow from one another. Sit back, take out your notebooks and let the journey begin. All right, you guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Super excited for all of you uh, to join me today. Y'all, I'm very, very excited for the young lady that I have um, with me today. Um, I think her business is super dope. And I'm telling you, right, if you want to get employed in 2021, uh, you definitely want to make sure uh, that you're, you're tuned in and you're listening. Uh, so I, I just got connected with this young lady on Clubhouse. Y'all, FYI, if you do not have Clubhouse, you need to get it, right? It's super dope, and you can just connect with so many individuals, right? And so, Miss Jessica, do I have you here with me? Yes, I'm here. Awesome. Hey, sis. Hey, super happy to be here. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I gave you a little brief intro, but go ahead, tell us who you are and, you know, what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Jessica Williams, and I am the founder and CEO of JMW Career Consulting. I started my consulting firm in 2018 as a side hustle, and I have worked my way to being a full-time career coach and resume finesser. I worked in corporate for about 13 years, and now I'm basically empowering others to snatch a seat at the table or to break the table. Uh, Okay, now, and here's what, like, really intrigued me about you, Jessica, where I was like, okay, yeah, I got to get her on my my podcast. (laughs) Homegirl doesn't even have a college degree, like, at all, but she's been in corporate America for, you know, 13 plus years, and... The reason why I definitely wanted to have her on here is because I'm all about breaking the norm. I'm all about not following the status quo. And you know, you know, uh, the story we've been told, you know, you got to go to school, got to get good grades, you got to go to college. That's the only way that you're going to find a job. But you have proved us wrong, uh, as many others have as well. And so, um, uh, what was the whole motivation behind you starting uh, your consulting firm? Yeah, absolutely. So what I noticed is I was really good at creating relationships with other people for my company. And I was like, okay, this is easy. This is fun. But every time I asked for an increase in salary, I wouldn't get it because I didn't have a degree. Mm-hmm. So that triggered something. I was like, oh, okay, so it's okay for me to make you all of this money with my talent let's change this up. So I have like this inner hustler. I've always been able to find a job. I've always been able to get a job. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm gonna take a year. Um, I remember telling you that my goal was to work in all the major cities in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So I went from Vallejo to San Francisco mm-hmm. to Oakland because I wanted to see how the systems work in corporate mm-hmm. and every city is different. So I went and did about eight to eight months to a year in each city. I learned how to navigate in corporate. I learned how to use this golden mouthpiece. And I was able to learn how to pitch myself. And I said, okay, oh, I got this. I turned 30, 2019. I said, oh, I quit. 
I woke up one day and that was it. Dang. <laughs> I love to see it. Shout out to you. And now how long have you been a full-time entrepreneur? I'm going into my second year. Okay. No, wow. third, third. 2019 was my first full year last year. Yeah, I'm going into my third. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. Us, me too. So, yeah, this is this is year three. This is year three. Crazy. Dang. Crazy. crazy. And it's not easy. It's not. It's a jungle out here. And, and you know, folks... Okay. Folks don't really understand that, you know, having a business is is definitely not for everybody. And, and I know, especially in today's culture, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Everybody talking about, you know, if, if you ain't got a business, you lame or, you know, things like that. Yeah. But it's like, okay, you know, people, obviously we need people, we need employees, right? Like some right. have zero desire to have a business and that's fine, right? Right. I, the misconception is, is you don't necessarily have to have a business to have another stream of income. And I think that that's right. where the misconception lies because you can have a job and you can have two or three, you know, passive forms of income, but you don't have to have a business. And I think that that is where the misconception lies when, you know, we talk about, oh, you know, you know, you need multiple streams of income. That I never said you need multiple businesses, right? Like, right. It's a difference. There is, there is definitely a difference. Now, um, somebody who is, who is the, the resume finesser, I, I love that. I, you need to trademark that. Um, Girl, I know. <laughs> I gotta get on it. Um, uh, what is it that you see, like, what are the common mistakes in, in resumes that you see? Oh, okay. So that's super funny. I just talked about that on my LinkedIn live. Okay. The first thing, stop putting your full address on your resume. First of all, it's creepy. I know you don't want anybody to know where you live, especially in this day and age. People are strange. Right. Two, if you're looking for positions outside of your city, your state, you need to be able to include at least the state you're looking to relocate to. And if you are in the remote space, let people know you're remote ready. Okay. So easy. And that's a simple fix. And then I'm going to tell you one of my big pet peeves. Is seeing photos on resumes. Huh. Do people do people put photos on their resume? Sis. <laughs> people put and I mean photos. Like I've seen people and we are posing. I'm like, okay, you are cute. I love it. It's it's dope. But yeah. flip it. Add your URL to your LinkedIn. If you want people to see how cute you are, link them to your LinkedIn LinkedIn. Right. So we can at least benefit from your profile. Let me know who we know together, what you've done, but take the headshots off. That's, oh, that is my pet peeve. Oh, that is, that's funny. Wow. I've actually have never even heard anybody adding a photo to a resume. So that is hilarious. Like it's, yeah, it's bad. Heard. It's bad. I've never heard that. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that, those are the, the, your biggest pet peeves. Now, yeah, who do you typically help? Like, who is like okay. your clientele? So, I mean, we got we got the high schoolers looking for jobs. We got straight out mm -hmm. of college entry level. We got the the execs looking for you know higher corporate jobs. Who do you market to? So I'm right in the middle. My sweet spot is the mid level to executive professionals who are looking to either level up or level out of their current company. Because what ends up happening is 
you get so comfortable in one position that you forget that you still are worth more money and you're still worth a new position title. Mm. So what I do is I take usually the professional who's about six to 10 years in. Okay. Because at that point, that's when we are figuring ourselves out. We're figuring out our, our values professionally. And then now we learn how to communicate them a little better. And then that's when I come in and I finesse the whole situation. Okay. I make sure you know how to communicate your salary needs. And then I make sure you know how to come to the table and let them know what you're going to do. I love that. Now, when you say leveling out, do you <laughs> mean like leveling out to another company or like getting out of the field? Oh, so when I say level out, if you're in a company that you absolutely love, I definitely encourage you to figure out how you can leverage throughout the pipeline. But if they're not talking the money you need, if they're not talking the professional development that you deserve, then we create an exit strategy. And that's what I mean by leveling out. You don't have to leave the industry, but you will leave that company. Uh, okay, let them know, sis. Let them, let them know. Okay, so you out here again, people, right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> now, when, what are like, what are the negotiating don'ts that you would, you would recommend? Yes. So first and foremost, do not go in there and say, well, I'll take what you're giving me. Mm. Or I have people go in and basically pitch way lower just because you don't want to seem like a threat. That's the biggest no that I will ever tell a professional. You go in there with your high ticket offer, always. Okay. You make them negotiate. Do not go in there and undersell yourself or undervalue your work ethic. Right. You got here for a re you've gotten here for a reason. Right. <clears throat> don't let anybody tell you anything else. And because that company can't meet your salary, doesn't mean there's not four other companies who will. Mm. So don't feel stuck. I think that's really good. And I mean, I was in corporate America for a while, at least six years uh, before mm -hmm. I was able to leave. But one thing that I did find is it was very hard for me to leave my job, like very hard. And I mean, actually not me when I was pursuing like over it, but like when I was mm -hmm. thinking about like trying to find a better job, I was like, it was just so hard for me to like leave. I'm like, oh, you know, I've done so much, you know, I've gotten so yep. far. I'm like, I love the people I work with, but it's like, I know I could be making more money somewhere else. And so I'm yes. like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Girl, know. it's that level of loyalty. It's that yes. level of loyalty. Uh, and I think that's our, it's a strength and a weakness. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> if I were to drop dead tomorrow, that job or that company Preach. will fill my spot. Preach. So you have to think about that. You're more important than anybody else. You know the salary you deserve. Right. And you know that you can find your, your high ticket offer somewhere else. And I think it's scary for people. I it's think scary it to think that I'm going to leave this place who yeah. may have given me a lot of opportunity, which is great. Like, that's yeah. what jobs are supposed to do. You're right. supposed to help me develop professionally. Right. I'm not just here to work as hard as I can for you. It's an equal, it's a mutually beneficial situation. It should be. Right. So when I see people and I've heard so many stories like that, like, dang, I've done so much, yeah. you know, 
I know that they could value me more if they had more money. Yeah, that's all cool and fine and dandy. <laughs> but you have to look out for you. And that that's always. Yeah. I think um I think 2020 show people how disposable they are to these companies. I mean, <clears throat> I've been preaching this for like the past four years now. Like you have to have a plan B. You have to be putting yourself in a position to be able to not just be disposable at somebody's expense because what people don't understand is that these companies are, are just businesses. And, and when you are in a financial struggle, the, the first expense to go is the employee. And so like once that shifted, once I really started about, you know, learning about, you know, financial freedom and things like that, that's when mm -hmm. my mindset shifted. And I was like, this company don't care whether I stay, whether I go like, nope. like, well, they actually do care if I stay because I'm bringing in so much value, but it's like, right. you either need to meet me where I want to be or somebody else will. So I think it's just that mindset shift. Like you said, where people have to realize the position that they're in, you yep. are disposable. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just the hard reality now <clears throat> did your business suffer during uh covid so during covid we actually scaled a little bit more than i anticipated to be very honest but i will not lie like the last quarter i did start to feel the shift of the pandemic because people were really out of options yeah and running out of money yeah so you know you just it's part of the business, right? Right. You, you deal with it. And Christmas, people aren't looking for jobs. People are looking to take a break. Right. So December, I definitely right. saw a decrease in engagement. But other than that, I did not feel the impact of the pandemic, which I'm super grateful for because I know that a lot of people felt it. Yeah. But I was still able to stay afloat, luckily. Absolutely. Well, one thing I will say is that you should definitely be able to to scale up because, I mean, at the end of the day, 2021, yes, we still may be in, in a pandemic, but people, like, there's going to be, people are redefining normal. And so yes. jobs are, you know, trying to figure it out. Like, you know, some have moved remotely, some, you know, some sometimes in the office, sometimes not, but what we're doing is now we're trying to find balance and figure out what exactly is life going to look like. And so <clears throat> multiple, multiple people should be trying to get a job right now. Like multiple. this is a perfect time. You hit the nail on the head. Companies are like, okay, we understand how much family means. We understand being flexible because remember a year or two ago, you couldn't telecommute unless you absolutely had to. Yeah. Now everybody's trying to figure out how can we help them telecommute? How can we help yeah. them engage online? Yeah. So if it's you just, ever wanted a yeah. role, this is your time to communicate a remote role. Man, that's crazy. Now, where is the best place? Like if somebody wants to say, say we got our entry level, let's talk to our entry level folks. Okay. Right? Say somebody's like, look, I'm trying to, you know, get into the job, you know, the job field, um, mm -hmm. you know, say they're straight out of college. Should they, what type of, like, what should they be doing? Should they be on like ZipRecruiter, career, like, should, do these sites really work? Or, I mean, what, I don't know. 
like I didn't look for a job in so long. Like I just, no, I'll tell you this though. Here's a, a true a hundred percent story. So when mm-hmm. I moved to, I, I straight out of college, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And I was like, look, I'm going to find a job out here, such and yeah. such. I applied to over 200 jobs. And wow. the, the jobs that I got interviews for, they were like damn near scams. Like it was just mm-hmm. like, you know, them salesy jobs. They want you selling pillows at Kroger. I'm like, well, <laughs> I got two degrees. Humbly, I'm not going to be doing that. So right. I ended up, you know, keeping my job uh, from Cali. So it was, you know, a blessing. But the reason why I know it was that number is because when I actually quit the workforce, I actually went in and deleted like all of the messages. And so like, do these, you know, third party sites even work? Like, let us know. Okay, I'm going to drop the tea for you because this is huge. Yeah. As a, and this is for any level, but especially, especially entry level, you want to get on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is going to be your lifeline. And I tell you this because it gives you an endless reach. You can literally reach anybody Mm. in the industry that you're looking for, but Mm. you have to be strategic. You can't just get on there and hope for the best, which I do see that a lot. You want to make sure that you have an all-star profile. Okay. So you hit all the targets. Please have a nice headshot. I'm not saying it has to be professional, but at least get yourself from the waist up and in front of a tree or some type of scenery. You gotta have a tagline. Let people know who you are. This is your opportunity to show your personality, right? And then have a background image. If it's the ocean, if it is like some type of view, they have background images on LinkedIn. I'm telling you, I'm gonna drop all the gems real quick. I hope y'all taking notes. (laughs) What ends up happening is you want to make your your profile attractive. Because everybody uses their phone. I'm using my hand as my phone because my phone is up here. But (laughs) we look at profiles through the phone. So the first three things I see are your headshot, your background, and your tagline. Mm. And if you don't catch my attention, I'm going to keep scrolling. Got it. Make yourself stand out. And then after that, then people on LinkedIn love to talk. I love to talk. I love when people ask me questions. Beautiful thing. Yeah. Start scheduling coffee chats. Mm. You want to work for Google? Find the recruiter for Google, invite them to a coffee chat or Zoom or something like that, and pick their brain. You get 15 minutes usually. You might have a nice one who'll give you 20. Use that 15 minutes to your advantage. Mm. Learn what the best way to apply will be. Ask if it's okay if you send them your resume. Be forward. This is not the time to just take anything or be coy. This is your time to go out there and snatch your next best position. Mm. And entry level, mid-level executive, it's all the same when it comes to using a platform that's gonna actually be beneficial. Now I will tell you, I am not an Indeed kind of girl. (laughs) I don't like um, sites like that. But I will say, if you can find your ideal position, let's say you want to do nonprofit, you would go on idealist.org. Those are actually positions that are filtered through. With Indeed, they don't filter their positions out as effectively as they should. Mm. I'll say it that way. Because you can see positions that have been up there for 30, 60 days. Uh, Why would I apply to a job that's been up there for 30 to 60 days? Right. Right. So, 
So with LinkedIn, they give you all the analytics. They'll tell you how many people have applied. If you get the premium, they'll tell you how many, they'll tell you how many people have applied. They'll tell you what the key skills are that they're looking for that you're missing from your profile. They're giving you the recipe for success as long as you pay attention. Dang. See, even when I was looking for a job, see, I needed you, what, like <laughs> five years ago. Like I, yeah. like I said, I had just kept my job like that I had worked in um, college. And so, I mean, these are some gems right here. I had none of this. So I had a resume. I had uploaded. I have... I, it's funny, I had just came across, I had created this little website on Wix that uh, oh, okay. did, uh, did all like my little accomplishments that I was like a cheer coach and I, I, I did like a business fraternity. And I was like, wow, look at that. I didn't even know this thing was still active. I was like, now I'm about to switch it up and uh, probably turn it into my own business site. But I was like, wow. So yeah, like that's crazy. That is <laughs> the background one. I'm like, dang, I didn't even know you could have a background. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know. And I don't think that people put it out there enough how beneficial LinkedIn is. Yeah. Especially if you're looking for a job. And it's not just for job seekers. It's for entrepreneurs to make partnerships. Right. It's for business owners to get their visibility increased. So right. there's benefits all the way around. And it's, man. There are so many opportunities out there. Yeah, I'm over here asleep. I mean, you know what's crazy is because even what I do, like you said, I'm always, you know, connecting with different people. And so um, people keep telling me, like, you need to tap into to LinkedIn, to LinkedIn. I'm like, how do, like, I don't even know how to connect with, as from an entrepreneur standpoint, I don't even know how to connect mm -hmm. for what people like on LinkedIn. Like, I do the same way you do with Clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I use Facebook like LinkedIn because your coffee, coffee mm. chat, like I'd be having coffee chats with everybody. Um, mm -hmm. I'd be, so maybe I'm gonna have to, maybe I'm gonna have to tap into LinkedIn a little bit. Switch it over. I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna challenge you this year, this month. Like, I'm gonna have Transition. to transition. Uh, okay, now, um, oh, that's what I was gonna ask you. Um, do you recommend somebody getting premium or is the free version suffice? So this is what I'm going to recommend. They give you one month of premium for free. Uh huh. Use that one month and see if you actually see a difference in your engagement and your connections. But that means you actually have to use it, right? Right. Even if it's free, you have to use it. You got to reach out right. to people. They still let you do a majority of the searching on the free option. The only thing I like about the premium is that I can see the analytics. I can see people who have looked at my page. I can see who has been um, applying for different positions. Well, not them physically, but like the numbers. Because uh -huh. that makes a difference if I was going to apply as a job seeker. Right, right. If a thousand people have applied for one position, I probably won't apply. Right. If I wanted to, I'll do the outreach, connect with the hiring manager or the recruiter. But I say give that one month a spin and actually really optimize it. Mm. Use it. Reach out to people, check out to see, like, as we're entrepreneurs, I go and check out, like, what different companies are hiring for, and then I pitch my services. Mm. So okay. if you're looking for a career coach, I'm like, yo, why not hire out as a contractor? Less work for you. 
benefit for me. Right. So look at you. Okay. Look, look, put me yeah. on some. I'm gonna have to tap into to LinkedIn. Let me let You me are LinkedIn. Let me see what try the free month and see <laughs> if you like it. That's for anybody. Try the free month. But if you decide not to do premium, you can still do damage with the free uh profile. Okay. Cool. I love that. I love that. Now, um, cool. Now, uh, real quick, I just wanted to tap yeah. into, like, um, what was your reasoning for not finishing school? So, I tried. I will not lie. So, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried, but it just, work was always more important to me. Uh-huh. So, at one point, I was going from my job in San Francisco to my school in Oakland every Tuesday and Thursday. And then sitting there for three hours every night, like, this is really what this is about. Okay. Like I said, I take my hat off to people who finish school <laughs> because that is a big deal. Yeah. It is an amazing advantage. But I just, I couldn't see myself like missing work to go to school. So mm-hmm. that triggered something for me. I was like, yeah. okay, if you're not going to go to school. You better figure out what you're going to do with this work stuff. Yeah especially if they're not willing to pay you what you're worth. Right. <laughs> so, so I tried. I really tried. So, it just was not for me at the time. I, I, you know, and I think that more people are, you know, starting to tap into the things that are meant for them. And, you yes. know, it's like entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. School isn't for mm-hmm. everybody either. So if you had to just give somebody a piece of like encouragement what would you say to them if they're like thinking like man I feel her like I don't know if school's for me what would what would you say to somebody you better tap in into your inner hustler because if you're not going to go to school you have to be good at something Mm. figure out what your passion is yeah connect your hustle and make it a profitable business for yourself Mm. if you're not going to go to school because that's what you get you get an advantage with a degree Right. You, when you don't go to school, you have to be prepared for every obstacle that comes in your path. Yeah. So you have to have thick skin. I think you and I talked about that, having thick skin as an yeah. entrepreneur, as a business owner, and then being solutions oriented. Because mm. I may come against four or five people <clears throat> for the same contract who have degrees and all of this. I have to be able and ready to sell myself at any point. Mm. So that tap into your inner hustler for sure yeah the the solutions orientated one I feel like that is such an amazing quality to have um regardless whether you're an employee or gonna tap into entrepreneurship really if you're gonna tap into entrepreneurship because all you're doing is is solving problems all day long yeah all day long and so (laughs) I think that so many people are not solution orientated though, because even when I talk to people, it's like, they just lack resourcefulness. Like, yeah. oh, I, I don't have the money to do this. Okay, cool. How can we find it? Like, right. jot me down 10 ways that you can make $20. Like people just don't want to put in the, the extra work like people just want things done for them and so I think resourcefulness is probably like top three best skill sets you can have like you have to yeah you have to and like you said you have to figure out ways to make twenty dollars you can find twenty dollars somewhere it's just a matter of how and where exactly and if that's not your skill stay in school get that degree so you have that credibility off top 
That's good. And I think that's excellent, uh, excellent advice because the res- I'm telling you the resourcefulness, like, and I, I don't know if it's attached to, I think that that's, I think this just came to me. I think that might be the one, the one thing that separates those who can even tap into entrepreneurship versus those who really can't. And I think that that might be the underlining, the underlining factor, because even when I meet people who have a full-time job, and they have like that mindset of entrepreneurship and they're able to, you know, have a successful business and do both. Like, I, I feel like that's the skill set that makes it happen, like makes it so. Right. I think you're right. Because you have to, you have to dig deep <laughs> yeah. to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. That's not just something that you just roll over and say, oh, today I'll be an entrepreneur. That's something that resonates within you. Right. That's like the heart work right there. What do you think is the hardest thing about um, entrepreneurship? Ooh. Um, the hardest part about entrepreneurship for me is definitely being too hard on yourself because you know what you're capable of achieving. Mm-hmm. And when you don't achieve it in a certain amount of time, yeah. you start to reflect like, oh, dang, maybe this isn't for me. So self-doubt <laughs> is probably the hardest thing about entrepreneurship that I've seen in my last three years. I love that. One thing I will say is like, we just got to give our, on the other side of that, we got to give ourselves grace though. Like I know a lot of the times us type A individuals were like, oh my God, I could have went harder. I could have done more. I'm just like, the anxiety will be through the roof if you do not learn how to just give yourself some grace. Like that is- And we deserve it. We deserve grace. That is the one thing that I've probably learned within the last year is like, okay, cool. Like it's not my timing anyway. So let me just give right. myself grace uh, and, and carry on. I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the mind frame. So it's, it's definitely a part of it and yeah. you encounter it, you figure it out. You have to be solutions oriented, as you said, and you move forward. Absolutely. Now, this is just a super random question. So I'm okay. We have it like connected on Facebook, but I, so one thing about me is I ask all these random questions, like that really get people like to think, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they're, they're super tough, you know, controversial, but, uh, Mm -hmm. they always get somebody thinking. And so I remember this one question that had people just they were kind of in a frenzy. Um, the question was, do you think your job attracts your spouse? What would Ooh. your opinion be on that? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> People was in an uproar. And, and I have my feelings on it. And I'll share after you share yours. Okay. Let me know what you think. Ooh. Okay, you got me. But I'm going to be completely transparent. And I'm going to say yes. I think your job attracts your spouse. I, I learned that as I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think, and it, yeah, because then why do you ask people, well, what do you do? You know, when you exactly. go on a date, somebody will ask you, like, what do you exactly. do? What profession are you in? Yes, That's girl. Status. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever seen this meme, but I remember seeing this meme, like, on Twitter and was like, People ask you what you do for a living so they they can gauge how much respect to give you. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. That, I was like, dang, that's kind of deep. Like, wow. Because, like, if you, you're real. somebody different, whether they're a doctor versus somebody who is, oh, I don't know, I work at McDonald's, just, just as an example. Like, you're going to respect right. 
their time. You're going to respect their opinion. Like there's so many things you're going to respect so much more of just with them mm-hmm. having that, that job. And I'm like, it's credibility attached to title. Yeah. It's status. It is yeah. definitely status. Like it you kind of shocked me asking me, but I'm like, <laughs> no, it does. It really does. Yeah. I 100% because, agree. Oh, and people was on my so neck. <laughs> people was on my neck. Like, you know, it was, it was give and take, but you know, people was like, at the end of the day, people don't like to face the truth. And the truth of the matter is this. Yes. It absolutely does. Because like you said, as even as a woman, you know, we asking our asking, you know, somebody who's pursuing us like, oh, well, what do you do for work? You know, you're going to be instantly turned off. Like, tell the truth. If he's like, oh, you know, I, I, I work at McDonald's like not everybody, but I'm speaking for the majority. Like most people are going to have a little bit of judgment. And of course, you, right. can, you know, get to know the person. But immediately, if you know nothing about them your immediate response is going to be a slight bit of judgment and no, yes. I don't want to talk to him. Yeah, that's the reality. Face, people don't want to face the truth. I'm telling that you. That is the reality. I'm going to have to find that post because I'm telling you, people was like, no, it doesn't matter. I'm like. That's a lie. That's a lie. lie. <laughs> that is a lie. Because you when, you have, when you have a successful spouse, you yeah. brag about your spouse. Yeah. Like, oh, my spouse, my, you know, my significant other does this, this and that. And Ooh, then, I didn't even think about that point. <laughs> Dang, I was just coming from the point where it's like, when you initially meet somebody, that's oh, yeah. you're uh, you're obviously going to to ask them what they do or what type of work they're in. If right, it didn't matter, you wouldn't have asked the question at so, all. Now, but then you took it even deeper because then it's like now you got a sense of embarrassment and, and yep. lack of confidence in your spouse if they don't have a job title that that you think is credible enough. Dang, right. that was just way deeper. Dang, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Well, think about what our idea of a power couple is. Right. So then if I'm doing this and he's doing that, oh, so now we're a power couple. Look at our titles. Look what we've Ooh. been able to accomplish. Wow. Yeah, no. yeah because <laughs> people ain't thinking that, you know, the McDonald's worker and, you know, the, the enterprise worker is a power couple. It's like Dr lawyer, entrepreneur, uh, six-figure salary, seven-figure salary. Like, that's just what we've been programmed, though. And so people right. can say all that they want, right? But at the end of the day, even if you vibe with somebody, as soon as you find out what they do for work, you're going to have a slight sense of pain if when you find out that they work at McDonald's. Like, oh. And let okay. me say, there is honor in all jobs. There Absolutely. is honor in all jobs. I will never discredit that. But any, t- yeah. I like to get <laughs> down to the truth. See, I like, like I said, I like to ask the questions that nobody really wants to talk about because, I, of course, I, I respect every employee, right? That we need everybody. First of all, I hope that's a clubhouse topic. I hope you put that on clubhouse because <laughs> that's a topic you need to talk about. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. But I'm telling you, they was on my, they was on my head. They was like, no, and I, I respond to everybody. So I'm like, look, I'm, I'm of course. I'm, I like to, uh, you just got to think of it about, about uh, uh, with a different perspective. Like, you know, I mean, right. maybe a few years ago, I would have thought the same thing. But as you start learning and as you start really tapping Growing. in, money, yeah. like, no, you know darn well, you know darn well it matters. Like, <laughs> you know it matters. It does. Yeah. It does. And, and you see, like, you don't want to seem shallow or yeah. whatever, but it's not being shallow. It's being realistic. <laughs> 
Absolutely. If you're bringing in six figures and they're bringing in four or five, yeah. And how are we going to work? Exactly. Exactly. And one thing I will say is like, you know, people just got to realize that relationships are biz- like, it's a business. Like, it's a oh. business. And at the end of the day, love ain't paying the bills. I, I mean, you can love somebody, but I'm going to have to love you from afar because we cannot do business. Yes. Like you can't manage your money. Like as I've gotten older and as I've experienced my relationships, I'm like, dang, there is so many more important factors that I feel like people don't even tap into that, that they need to. Like I was talking, you're absolutely right. I was talking to a young lady. Well, she's not young. She's actually a lot older than me, but she was putting me up on game and I met her on clubhouse. And she was saying like back in the day, people used to ask for documents. Like, let me see your credit score. Let me see how much debt you got. Let me see this. Let me see that. Because at the end of the day, two becomes one. So it's like, what am I going to be taking on? And it's like, she was right. I, I said, I don't even think people do that anymore. I'm like, I ain't heard of nobody my age asking for all of these documents from anybody. Girl, and she, now we just try and ask if you have anybody attached to you and are you married? All. That's, that's the, the only question we have. That's the only question. How many baby mamas you got? How many kids you got? Yep. Do you live with your baby mama? Like, these are the questions that we're asking. Not are, like, Is there a woman who thinks <laughs> that she is your girlfriend? Like, what? It's like, <laughs> no, when she was telling me that, I was like, wow, what has happened to this younger generation, myself included? Because I'm like, I don't ask those questions up front. And she was telling me, she mm-hmm. was like, anybody who's like pursuing a relationship you shouldn't even feel any type of way if you do get asked that because it's like it's a business it's a business deal like it's a business deal and then you gotta I'm like yo that's so true because as soon as you marry somebody you now have acquired their debt now they got um that now they 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 have the right to half of the things you own like yeah then she also put me up on game as like an entrepreneur she was saying like if you're dating somebody and you make very good money you know as as a business owner by yourself like she was just saying like you don't ever need to tell a man like how much money you make like she said she was like you can show them your finger but never your whole hand and I was like somebody needed to hear that so I'm gonna pass that along because word (laughs) I mean it just be blowing my mind some of the things that be going on and I mean there ain't even no ring on no finger and I mean they just know they got this hand and this hand too so I'm like yeah I said okay that's deep (laughs) that's deep yeah I was just like okay she definitely had put me up on some game I had just talked to her yesterday I was like okay like but as you but it's real yeah no it's definitely real and what people don't understand is they don't know what they don't know. And it's like, that's why right. you have to continuously educate yourself, you know, talk to people of value. So, you know, you can learn these things and, and get educated, but people just live in this little bubble. Like, it's like everything that they know is, is valid. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's like, no, like we don't know what we don't know until you get educated <laughs> and start learning more things. And then you're like, dang, I didn't even know that. But you got to be open-minded. Yeah. And most people are not. You do. You have to be yeah. open-minded. And like you said, like, we've all been guilty of dating somebody that either didn't make as much money as us so, yeah. because love is bigger, right? Right. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Relationships are business. Yeah. 
oriented. <laughs> that is a fact. I have to be able to make you better. You have to be able to make That's me right. better. Whether we grow financially is awesome. We should. Right. But uh, yeah, the older but I've gotten, I'm learning that to just actually, that identify. Just triggered, that just triggered another thought because now I'm just like, okay, now when you even think about like the entrepreneur thing, it's like, it goes, mm-hmm. it's like, how can you even find yourself, call yourself an entrepreneur when you're literally stuck in these bad relationships that are business transactions like it just affects everything like if you can't make a good decision yep. in your relationship how can I expect you to be a, a a good decision maker when it comes to entrepreneurship I just thought that's very it. true Ooh, that's holy, deep wow that is yeah, deep that just came to my mind right there <laughs> I'm like man because there be some people I'll be like you know they'd be like oh entrepreneur this entrepreneur that and I'm just like then when you see what they're dealing with in their relationships, I can, I, I can see why they aren't having the success that they desire. There's something, right. there's a disconnect there that they got to figure yep. out. Dang, there's that's a real. Yeah. That is real. That's definitely going to be a clubhouse. <laughs> it has to be. Let me see. You, yeah, you want to stir the pot? You want to <laughs> stir the pot? You put that on the clubhouse. I, I love stirring the pot. I love stirring the pot because I come back, I, I went, full responses like people just have one yeah. way of thinking and that doesn't make it so you just gotta you gotta just view different perspectives like and most people Absolutely. haven't seen other perspectives and so I mean I obviously haven't seen all of them but I do have a different perspective since I've grown so much and have learned so much so yeah I'm gonna start a pot on that one now yes. I gotta put it on the face <laughs> probably do please it. do stir the pot i'll be looking for it <laughs> i'm gonna probably do it by valentine's day like you know uh you know Ooh. relationships Ooh. people gonna be mad at that one yeah i'm definitely gonna i'm a, i'm definitely people gonna be breaking up behind that topic people will I'm break up behind that topic. like hey you're not adding value to my life <laughs> oh my god i gotta get a good panel okay so you gotta be a moderator with me you yeah. you, you gotta be on my panel so i will I'm, definitely do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm definitely uh I'm definitely about to okay, cool. Noted, writing it down. That's a good one. Now, <clears throat> I know when we had talked the other day, you were saying that you were uh doing a challenge. What challenge do you have going on right now? Like a a snag a job. I'm in live, I have a job snatching challenge. Oh, okay. That's what it was. That's what it was. It's a job snatching challenge. Mm-hmm play to win. So what I do is I brought together career strategists, recruiters, and different professionals in various industries to come and drop gems for job seekers. Just like you asked me some really good questions. That's what I do with them. That way we can get people positioned for the right role this year. I'm tired of people not going after what they deserve. Yep. So I said, okay, let's go ahead and challenge it. So what I do, I'm challenging people to track their job search if you apply to 10 resume, uh, 10 positions this week, shoot it to me. By the end of the month, I'll pick five people to give free career uh, strategies to. So we'll do some wow. sessions. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Um, can people still participate in that? Yes, people can still participate. So okay. if you're game to come in and talk, I would love for you to get on a session oh, and sure. just drop being an entrepreneur and having businesses that contribute to your success would be super significant because like you said not everybody is game to be 
um, an employee. And yeah. there may be some people who are on the edge of, dang, do I jump ship? What do I do? Yeah. How do I feel? So that would be most one definitely gym, welcome. One gym that was dropped to me when we, so I just actually had a clubhouse. I don't, I don't know what session we had, we had connected on, but I had, I just had a room where I, it was, the topic was, you know, full-time employee, part-time entrepreneur, because in this day mm -hmm. and age, so many people, like, I think it's the younger generation. It's, it's like, they're embarrassed to still be working and pursuing entrepreneurship. And That's it's so like, crazy. it is, but one, one lady had came to the stage and she was like, if you can't run somebody else's business, if you can't provide value to somebody else's business, how do you expect to run your own? And I was like, that is very true. I'm like, if you can't, you know, run them up, you know, some, some figures, how are you going to run up your own business? Like your job is your first investor, right? Whether it's right or knowledge. And so people just need to need to realize yeah. that like, it's, it's definitely okay to still be working like there's nothing wrong with that like yes. at all um but yeah that was a gym she had dropped but i think social media shames people oh it is it is uh, my mentor uh malcolm he he calls it cap culture uh where you know you have all mm. of people just highlighting like what people don't understand is like people can post whatever they want like whatever they want and then it's like they make their own assumptions right they make their own mm -hmm. i had i had posted a uh a pic um uh on instagram i'm standing next to um a friend's bmw i get congratulations like i just got the car i'm like i still got my honda like right like, <laughs> you know like everybody you know yeah. like but it's like okay now i'm posting a car and i'm posting a pic with this car with that car people can assume whatever they want and so then with those assumptions mm -hmm then they start feeling bad about themselves or thinking that they should be at a certain level and they're not. And it's like, you need to stay off Instagram. Like for one, if you, yes. ain't, if you ain't monetizing your social media, stop being on it. Like I'm on social media because I have monetized social media, but it's like, if you're not making money on social media, like get out and just live your life because I'm telling you that comparison culture yep. is deadly. Like, it's nothing absolutely right <clears throat> it is nothing nothing nice um at all so how can somebody be a part of your challenge i mean all your information is going to be uh at the end of this uh do they just reach okay. out to you or how does that all work? they have to do is reach out and let me know that they're game okay that's it and then i'll let them know what my i don't like to call them rules are but what my challenge guidelines are uh -huh. and then that way by the end of this month if you haven't gotten interviews we definitely have to talk as the gyms that people are dropping, if you yeah. implement them, by the end of next week, you should be getting, generating leads. Okay, okay. Now, yeah. as we wrap up, what was like the biggest yeah. challenge um, you found when you were applying for jobs? Like, what was it? What, like, what did, did you, you said you were good at getting jobs, or I guess what, what is the biggest challenge that your, your clients, you seek? Like when it comes to just finding jobs in general. People get caught in looking at the job description requirements. Uh -huh. So they get stuck right there. So if I don't perfectly align, I'm not going to apply. Baloney. <laughs> apply anyway. 
Yeah. Because the idea is to get the interview. In the interview, then I can sell myself to you. Mm-hmm. But people really sell themselves short off of a job description. Yeah. First of all, somebody took 10 minutes to put that job description together. <laughs> Do not let it right. detour you from applying. Yeah. Now, if you're applying to be a doctor, you know dang well you have no business being a doctor. That's different. Right. But if you know that their requirements are something that you can learn from YouTube, from taking a certification, pitch. Right. It, either way it goes. You always want to apply. That's the biggest obstacle that I see, mm, that people psych themselves out. That's so, so good. And uh, one thing I will say is, like, people do need to work on that, that pitch. Um, I'm, we're going to be doing a – I'm getting with um, one of my business besties. She is, like, mm-hmm. amazing at pitching. Like, 30 seconds Ooh. done, boom. Um, and so if you need help uh, – well, I mean, you probably, uh, you know, can pitch, obviously, to both. But if you need to do, like, a, a moderator or, like, do a mutual clubhouse, I'm definitely going to get you connected with her. Her name is Jalen Jones. Oh, she yeah. Absolutely amazing um, with the whole pitch thing. But I think it just comes, like, you know, from lack of confidence. People just don't – Yes. People just don't know what to say about themselves. And so um, <clears throat> one thing I will say is do you come across people who, like, do not want to invest in, in your service or feel like your service is almost unnecessary? Yes, absolutely. I actually had a phone call yesterday, and I think we were we weren't arguing, but we were definitely having a heated debate <laughs> regarding you know whether my price point was realistic. And as I tell people, it's an investment in yourself, right? Absolutely. Most definitely. And if you can do it on your own, my heart is with you. I want you to do it, and I want you to do it well. Yeah. When you invest in my services, you're going to bypass all of the heartache that I've already gone through. Right. And that other job seekers have experienced. So if you want to experience that on your own, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Right. It's a learning experience. Right. But you, I definitely come across people who don't see the value in my expertise, which is okay. <clears throat> right. But like I said, this is 13 years, if not longer, you know, you start working at 15. I learned a lot from 15 to in, in my thirties. <laughs> and it's definitely been something that shipped that shaped my coaching. And yeah. I want to make sure that job seekers understand that when you hire a career professional, it's not just to find a job. It's to make sure that you are staying on top of your pitch. You're staying on top of the salary that you deserve. So it's much more than just finding a job when you invest in somebody like myself. I love so, that. Yeah, I'm, girl, I'm, all the time. I'm so glad you touched on that. One, I'm super big with investing in, into yourself. And what people don't understand is you're paying for convenience. Like you're paying for somebody's expertise. Like, like I have just moved into this realm where if I can pay for it, I'm going to pay for it because I don't have the time. Like, I mean, right. I don't have the time. And one, I didn't even know people like you were around, like when I was in the job mm-hmm. field. And I'm like, hours on Indeed, on yes. career. Just, okay, one click apply, one click, one click apply. And I'm just like, this isn't helpful. This is not helpful. I'm not even getting the jobs that I know that I can, you know, that I'm qualified for. I got freaking right. Home Depot reaching out to me every day. Walmart, I'm like, where 
are the other job? <laughs> where are the other jobs? <laughs> the one I'm not like, where are they? So I think yeah. it's like super beneficial to have somebody like you in their corner. Now, one piece I did want to touch on, do you help with the confidence building piece or are you connected with like yes. confidence builder coaches? Because I'm saying, I'm telling you, I think that's just like the, the biggest issue is people just lack the confidence in themselves. It is. And like when I do interview coaching, that's the biggest concept because yeah. if you don't believe in your value, if you don't believe in your strengths, yeah. then you can't communicate them. You can't break them down to get somebody else to buy into you. And confidence is the biggest. You're absolutely right. Yeah. If you don't go into that interview and think that, okay, well, I'm just, I'm getting ready to interview you just like you're getting ready to interview me. This absolutely. is something that I'm trying to figure out if it's the right space for me. Yeah. So you have people who go in and they just kind of blindly <laughs> answer the questions and then run out. No, you better have some questions set up. Yeah. And you better figure out if they're the right company for you. Confidence goes behind all of it. I feel like jobs probably have a little bit more respect for you or a little bit like, oh, okay, she coming over here like she must know her worth. She knows her value when, you know, entry level position. But I'm over here like, hold up, you still a job. Like, I want to see if right. I want to work here. Like, so. Right. I'm really glad you touched on that because I think especially, especially lately where, you know, people don't have so many jobs, you know, people are scrambling to yeah. for employment. And so they go in and they blindly just accept these jobs, knowing dang well, it's a position that they don't want, have no desire to work, sounds stressful. Like they hate, a, they hate talking on the phone, but they apply in the call centers. Like don't make no sense. Like, you know, like, you got to be aligned. You got to be aligned. Exactly. Be aligned. And like I tell job snatchers, don't just go for any job. I understand that we need, we need money. That's point blank period. But still give yourself a shot at a role that you actually can learn from. It may not be the exact role that you want, but go into something that you can learn from and that you can take away some skill sets. Yeah. Don't just go in there for the paycheck that you right. know they're undercutting you anyway. Sis. I love that. And like <laughs> I and like I said, I mean, you were in, you know, you were in corporate America for 13 years and then pursued, you know, entrepreneurship. You gotta utilize each of these jobs as putting tools in your tool belt. And then it's like right. maybe you've learned so much and then you want to pursue entrepreneurship, but it's like yeah, you definitely want to make sure you're going in like, okay, well, I, I want to learn something besides just yeah. you know, getting this paycheck bi-weekly um, or monthly or right. whatever it, the case may be. And so I think that that is uh, a super good point. You have definitely yeah. dropped a lot of gems, a lot of gems, yes. girl. Now, as <laughs> I'm glad. do you have any last words uh, for, for, for our listeners? <clears throat> I will definitely tell you guys to go after what you want, mm. advocate your value, and pitch until you can't pitch anymore. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> that's it and that's it. all. I love it. Well, I just want to thank you for being on my thank episode you. with me. This is going to be a good one. I know a ton of people are going to see value with this one. Uh, save it to the okay. files whatever the case may be but um 
yeah, like I said, I know we will definitely be connecting, especially on that clubhouse yes. room. Uh, so, yes. um, yeah, like I said, all of your information will be at the end. And again, okay. Jessica, I appreciate you for uh, being on here with me. I'll talk to you soon. Of course. Thank you. Take care. Bye. And just like that, it's a wrap. I appreciate every single person that decided to join us today. I pray you receive value to be able to take that next step to the life that I know you deserve. Make sure you go ahead and follow Jessica. Uh, she has an Instagram. Her Instagram is JM, as in Mary, W, Career Consultant. And her website for all her services are at JMW Career Consultant. Dot com. Guys, if you know somebody who's changing the trajectory of their life, of their family's life, I definitely want to be in contact with them. I definitely want to give them a platform to share their story. Go ahead and send me a message at wcwthepodcast at gmail.com and I will see you all next week.